you turn with me tonight to the book of Psalms? Here we go again in the book of Psalms. Just has been our, seems like it's been our book for months. Uh, but I'm telling you in prayer, in prayer, God just, in fact, it was one of those times that I knew I had to just stop praying. And I didn't have piece of paper with me, I had to just grab my cell phone and start trying to type out notes and make sure I marked the verse because God impressed it so strongly on my heart while I was in prayer today. And I feel like God has something to say to this church. Again, I feel like he's been talking to this church. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you things. It, it's, I've stood in awe at the way God has just obviously had us in, in his direct line of communication for weeks now. And uh, I'm telling you, if you're not hearing from, from God, you get your radio turned off or something. Because um, God has been speaking to us. He's been speaking to us. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. And we're going to start with verse 35. I had a lot more uh, of this passage that I wanted to read and um, I ended up for your sakes your sakes I cut some of it out and I said well it's good uh, it's beautiful it helps but it's not necessary so for their sakes you're welcome <laughs> I try to be nice and I can't even get a thank you um Psalm 78. Psalm said, God help us. Pray for my wife. She has to live with me. Uh, be careful with a. I want amens, but you've got to be careful where you put them. Psalm 78 and verse 35. Of course, speaking of Israel, and they remembered that God was their rock. And the high God, their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. They lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh. A wind that passeth away and cometh not again. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God 
and limited the Holy One of Israel. Now, I know this is all, not all, there's, there's some negative things scattered through all of this, all right? Um, but don't, don't hunker down and start putting on your hazmat suits because I'm not, I don't have any nuclear flamethrowers to aim at you tonight. Um, I, I want to look at some things tonight that I really feel like God talked to me about that I believe is going to help us. And um, so I, I, I know this, this last verse ends up with this phrase that they limited the Holy One of Israel. But I want to I take that and I want to look at it from this perspective tonight. I want to preach to you about an unlimited God. An unlimited God. How many of you believe we serve an unlimited God? I want you to put your Bible down and you know Sunday morning I asked you to pray for a spirit of revelation and I believe God did it. I, I believe and in fact some of you told me that you felt like God really gave you revelation Sunday morning. And I think that again, God can give us revelation tonight. And I want that to happen here in this service. And so once again, I, I don't want you to just see this as a sermon. But I want you to ask God to grant revelation tonight. Would you do that? And, and would, you, would you be listening not just to my voice, but for the voice of the Spirit to enlighten your minds and to open your understanding and to grant you spiritual revelation. Because listen, where we are right now, we need it. And, and the things that God is about to grant to us, we need it. Oh, I feel this tonight. I feel this tonight. So would you, would you pray with me right now and pray, pray that God will grant a spirit of revelation. Let's, let's pray together right now, everybody. Lord Jesus. God, I cry out. I come before you, God. Surrendering myself to the will of the Holy Ghost. Nothing, I'm nobody without you. But God, in you, oh Lord, I'm your child and I am your servant, called to this city and specifically to this congregation. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help me, Lord, to be obedient to the voice and will of the Holy Ghost. Help me tonight, God, to follow the leading of your spirit. God, feed the flock of God tonight. Help me, Lord Jesus. I ask God for that spirit of revelation to 
come into this house. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Let's praise him one more time, everybody, can we? Let's just give God some praise in this house. Come on, let's really give him some praise in this house. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I, I, I know, I know that this church knows and believes and understands that it is an absolutely scriptural fact established without question in the Word of God. That the God we serve is omnipotent. He is all powerful. I don't want to take a lot of time to establish that fact. Because I think that I'm preaching to folks who believe that. Now you're about to convince me that maybe you don't believe it. So let's try it again. I think I'm preaching to people who believe that God has all power. Yeah, that's better. So let's, let's read a few scriptures just to confirm it. Genesis chapter 18. And, and Lord willing, I'm going to try to go through some of these fairly quickly tonight. Genesis chapter 18, beginning with verse 13. Let's read. And the Lord said the unto Lord Abraham, said to Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child? When God which am old? said to a 100 year old man and a 90 year old woman, You're going to be parents. Sarah thought that was funny. She didn't see any possible way such a thing could happen. And God said, What's so funny, Sarah? And what's the next question? Is anything too Is hard anything for the Lord? Too hard for the Lord. Is there anything that's out of my ability? Is there anything I cannot perform? Now, he doesn't give an answer to that. This is what we call a rhetorical question. It's a question that the answer is so obvious it doesn't require a response. But he does imply the answer in his next statement just in case somebody wonders. He says, I want to let you know at the time appointed I'm going to return to you. And according to the time of life, Laugh or not, you're going to have a baby. So in other words, Sarah, I just want you to know, in spite of what you think is so hilarious, it's not too hard for me to step in and touch a barren womb and cause it to produce. Amen. Now, now. Again, that question was not directly answered in Genesis, but it is directly answered by the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 32, 17. Read. 
Ah, uh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the thou heaven, hast and made the earth heaven by thy and the great earth power. By thy great power and stretched, and stretched out arm, and, there is, and there is nothing that is thee. too hard for thee. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jeremiah said, I look around. I see the vastness of the universe. And Jeremiah didn't even have a clue that beyond what we see, there are other galaxies out there. He didn't have a clue that there was so much more than what the mortal eye can even begin to make out in the distance. He didn't know that there were other systems out there. But he said, even knowing what I can see with my eye I understand that there's nothing that's too hard for God to do you simply spoke it and it happened that's how powerful God is of course Jesus himself confirmed this fact in Matthew 28 and verse 18 he said this and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yeah, not all power is given unto us, but I won't go there tonight. But all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. All power. 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 Hear it, devil. All power. Hear it, devil. All power. Hear it, devil. All power. Hear it, sickness, all power. Hear it, disease, all power. Hear it, discouragement, all power. And then, Brother Nelson had to get up here and steal my scripture. But it's okay, because I got it back. Ha, ha, ha. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Help me, Jesus. This is bad when I feel this good. Uh, Ephesians 3, and verse 20. Now Jesus. unto him that is able now to do exceeding him. abundantly that is able above all that I, I, we ask or think. I, I, you know, I read this Sunday morning, just in case you don't remember. Uh, and um, if you don't remember, either you weren't here or you weren't paying attention. And if you weren't paying attention, you need to hear it again. And if you weren't here, you need to hear it now. So either way, you get to hear it. Um, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And, and, and this church has heard me preach on it. It's been a while since I've preached on it. There are some of you that, that are too new here. You haven't heard me preach it. I'm telling you, the temptation to explain it to you is extremely strong right now. Because I, this is one of those verses where I got a revelation of, of, a, of a verse. And, and look, it, it sounds great when you just read it, but when you get a revelation of it, it goes so far beyond what you really understand. So, so, so look, I, I'm sorry, but this is one time I just got to yield to temptation a little bit. And, but this is not a sinful temptation, you understand. So this is this kind of temptation. It's all right to yield to. So, so, so I'm yielding right now. I'm yielding. I'm yielding. So, so look, here, here's what I understood, and I, I'm not going to take time to preach on it. I'm just going to 
show you what I saw. I, I saw in this verse that the only way we can really understand it is to start from the beginning because there's so many adverbs in here, so many adjectives, so many descriptive terms in here that we've got to start from the end and work our way back to the front. So here's what we do. We do know he's able. I'm going to say he's able. But to understand what he's able to do, we've got to go to the end and start from there. First of all, he's able to do what we ask or think. So here's what I'm telling you. If you can say it, God can do it. So whatever you can pray about. You got a prayer request tonight? Have you got a need tonight? Is there something you've been praying for tonight? If you can ask it, God is able to do it. But here's what I have found, Elder Mays. There are times that I knew what I needed and I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to say it. But the Bible says that even if I can't say it, if I can just think it, if I can get the concept in my mind, if I'm able to think it, God is able to do it. Oh, I feel this tonight. And look, this really is important to where I'm going, so I'm not wasting time. All that about just being tempted and all that. No, this was really in my notes. I'm just funning with you. Um, so, so look, to help you with this, this is, when I first got this revelation, I was pastoring in East Texas. My first pastorate, uh, I, I took that church when I was 24 years old, so, and I left there when I was 26. So somewhere in that, somewhere around the age of 25, I, I got this revelation, and this is the way I helped that church to understand. I told them that night. I issued a challenge. I said, right now, for you to understand this, I want you right now to ask God for something. I want you to get it in your mind. If you can't think of the exact words, then get it in your mind. This is what you want God to do. All right? So I'm saying to you here tonight in Olathe, would you do it right now? Is there something you need from God? Whatever is in your mind right now, I'm telling you on the basis of the Bible, God is able to grant you your request. But the beautiful thing is, he's not only able to do what you just asked, but if we're working our way backwards, the Bible says he's able to go above what you just asked him to do. So he's not stuck on what you just put into your mind. But the God we serve can take it a step higher than what you. Oh, I feel this tonight. So, so, so whatever it is you're thinking, here's what I want you to do, God. Here's what I'm asking you to do, God. This, this is it. This, so let, let's, let's get down here. Down here on this, this. This is what your prayer request just was just now. This is what you just got in your mind. This is what I want you to do, God. But here I'm telling you, not only does God have the power to do this, God's got the power to go above what you just asked him to do.
Now I want to ask you, what would it be if God right now looked at the prayer request you just got in your mind and said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to answer the request the way you ask it. I'm going to answer it above that. I'm going to go above what you just asked for. But that's not all. Because the Bible said that he can do abundantly above what you just asked for. I'm talking about a God who's all powerful. I'm talking about a God who's unlimited. Are you getting this tonight? Whatever you ask God to do, he's not stuck at that point. He can go above that. And he's not stuck at just above that. But he can go abundantly above that. But he's not limited to just that. But the Bible says he can go exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think. What would it be if God took that prayer request you just submitted in your mind and said, I'm not going to answer it the way you ask it, but I'm going to go exceeding abundantly above what you asked me to do. I told you, it's a whole lot more beautiful when you really understand it. And I wish I could tell you the story. I don't have time. I'll be in it all night. That's a temptation I'm not yielding to. But I preached it that night. And we lived it. Just uh, a few weeks later. And God proved it. Through the faith of my wife. In spite of her doubting husband. Who had just preached it to the church. Another story. Another sermon for another night. All right. But it's a fact. Hallelujah. So, I'm just telling you, God's able to do exceeding abundantly above. That's the kind of power God's got. All right? So there should be no question in our minds that God can do anything. Oh, now that was weak. You mean I just went through all that and that's the best response I can get? Let me try that again. I said, I don't even know if I can build that much emotion again right now. There should be no question in our minds that God can do anything. All right, that sounds better. That sounds better. In fact, listen, listen, listen. Here is Mark 10 and 27. Listen. And Jesus looking upon them saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. Not with God. For with God, God, all things, all things, all things, all things. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. All things, all things, all things, all things are possible. Yeah, but I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry because this ain't 
this is not near where I want to be tonight. I didn't know I was going to fool around for 20 minutes before I preached. So, so here's, here's the conundrum. There's a big word I just learned. Well, I learned how to say it. Don't know what it means, but I learned. No, I know what it means too. Anyhow. Uh, Psalm 78, verses 40 and 41, we read as part of our text. But look, we believe and know that he has all power and that he can do anything. And he is a God who has no limits. Right? Right? Come on, you got to help me now. He's a God who has no limits, and yet, our text. Psalm 78, verses 40 to 41, read. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness uh-huh. and grieve him in the desert? Uh-huh. Yea, they turned back and tempted God uh-huh. and, and limited. Wait a minute, and what? And limited. And, and what? Limited. They limited. Read. The Holy One of Israel. Now, wait a minute. We've established that God has unlimited power. Thank you, honey. We've established that God has unlimited power. Thank the rest of you, honeys. All right. God has unlimited power. And yet, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And this inspired Scripture says that God with unlimited power was limited. I know everybody starts putting on the brakes. Oh, God. I'm not going to focus on the negatives so much tonight. I'm going to touch on some things in a few minutes. But, but that's not really the focus of where I'm trying to get somewhere else in all of this. But this is an important point. It's, it's clear that God was limited. And it's obvious that the limitations were not of his own making and not even of his own choosing. It's not that he wanted to be limited, but he was limited. Again, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time about their provoking and grieving and backsliding. And, uh, that's not, not where I'm going to spend a lot of time tonight. There are a couple of important truths that I want to point out to you from this passage of Scripture. And the first is this, to me, mind-boggling idea that God allows His creation to limit their Creator. This is something, Brother Self, that is difficult for me to wrap my thoughts around. The creator lets his creation. He, uh, he's got unlimited power. But he lets his creation limit him. Now, now look, this is said, this is verses 40 and 41. If you back up just one verse before, it's clear 
that God allowed this limitation knowing full well how insignificant creation is. Look at verse 39. For he remembered that they were but flesh, uh-huh. a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. I mean, God is, is looking at him and says, this is, this is, they're nothing. They're just flesh. They're just like a wind that just, it blows. It's, you know, it's here today and it's gone tomorrow. That, that's all they are. He knows that. And yet, two verses later says that same flesh, that same wind that just blows and it's gone, limits God. That's, that's pretty amazing to me. Now, Brother Mays pointed a verse of scripture out some weeks ago. He was preaching uh, Matthew 13, 58. Uh, read, read that for me. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. This was Nazareth. This was Jesus' hometown. And he did not many. Again, he, he, he's going all around Nazareth. Some towns that were literally two, three, five miles away and performing unbelievable miracles. Multitudes are being healed. But in Nazareth, there's a limit. Now, now don't, don't, don't get hung up on this point, all right? I'm going somewhere with this. Some of you think I'm about to crack the whip on you. Just, just, just follow with me. Don't try to jump ahead here. Because a while ago I said there were a couple of important truths that I wanted to point out. One of them is this as I said, mind-boggling fact that the Creator allows Himself to be limited by His creation. That's, that, that just, it, 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 it's hard for me to fathom that concept. That's one. But there's another one. And it's this. That even though they were limiting Him, He still did great things for them. Hang on. Let's go back to some. If you still got your Bibles handy, you mean you closed them on Bible study night? My wife's been with me 40 years. She knows better. Hers is open. She's ready. All right. We're, we're in Psalm 78. So, so look, I want to show you something here. Let me show you. Now, verse 41 says that God was limited. Everybody agrees? God's limited during all this time. But look at what he's doing while he's limited. Verses 13 to 16 read. He divided, he the, divided sea the sea and caused them to pass through. He caused through. them to pass through. He made the, he made the water as stand as a heap. In the daytime also he led them with he a cloud. He them with a visible cloud. And all, all the night with a light of and fire. night there is a, a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness. He's breaking the rocks open in the wilderness. He gave them drink. causing water to come depths. out of a rock he so that streams. the multitudes can drink. He brought, he brought streams, streams also out, out of the rock, the rock and, caused and caused waters wa- to run he down did like rivers. these things while he was limited. Skip down to verses 23 to 29. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the opened doors, the doors of, heaven, of heaven and had rained he down rained manna, upon, down them to manna eat, upon them to eat and had given them of the corn gave of heaven. them the corn of heaven. 
Man did eat Man angels' food. Ate angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. Wait a minute! Every day, every day, Brother Jerry, every day, they throw open their tent flaps and look out, and the ground is glistening with angels' food. Every day, every day, every, it's a miracle every day. And it's always just enough to feed them every day except on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath they throw open the flap door and there's nothing there. But on the day before the Sabbath, there had been twice as well. Every, every day. Every day is a reminder of a miracle. He's, he's performing a miracle every day, every day, every day. He's performing a miracle every day. And he's limited. Read, 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 read. He rained flesh also upon them yeah. as dust. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. Yeah. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp he, around about their He's gathering quail from everywhere, all around. And he just dropped it right in the middle of their camp. Why? Because they're getting a little tired of angel food. And he, they said, we'd like some meat. So God said, you want meat? And he's limited, Brother Jerry. He's limited. And they're saying, Moses is saying, how in the world are we going to get enough meat to feed these people? Moses said that. The man of God said, how in the world? He's arguing with God. And God said, just stand back and watch. And God just starts making the wind blow. And all these quail are coming from everywhere. And God just, and drops them right down in the middle of the camp. While he's limited. Have we finished? We had not finished that, have we? Read. So they did eat they and, were well filled, and were well filled. For he gave them their own he desires. Gave, he gave them what they desired while he was limited. Let's skip down a little bit more. Verses 51 to 55. And smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength, in the tabernacles of Ham. He's killing their enemies while he's limited. Read. But made his own people to but go forth like while he's sheep. Killing, while he's killing their enemies, he's letting his own people go forth just like sheep. And he's guiding them in the wilderness like a flock. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Read. My, my. And he led them on and safely. Let so them all. Feared not. Now the, the Egyptians are dying over here. But the people of God, they're just marching along safely. They're my, and, they're, and God, God is leading them. And they're marching along safely. They're not afraid. The sea overwhelmed their enemies, but not them. And and. God's doing all this while he's limited. Oh, read, 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 read. And he read. brought them to the and border of the sanctuary. The border of the sanctuary. Even to this, even mountain, to this mountain. Which his right, which hand, his right had hand had purchased. He cast out the heathen he also before them. The heathen and before divided them in inheritance by line. Inheritance by and line. made the tribes of made Israel tribes to of dwell in their tents. I'm tents. telling you, all of this stuff happened while God was limited. And, 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 and you remember the verse we read? I'm trying to hurry. You remember the verse we read about Nazareth? Let's go back and look at it again. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Now, now, now notice, he did not many. 
Those people didn't believe him. Those people, the first time he preached in their church, they wanted to take him and throw him off a cliff. They didn't believe one thing every time he got up to speak. Ah, this is just Joseph's son. This is just a car. They didn't believe one thing he had to say. But you know what he's still doing while they've got him limited? He's still finding a few sick folks. He's still finding a few folks that are demon possessed. He's, he's limited in Nazareth, but he's not stopped. He may be limited, but he's not stopped. He's still performing miracles. He's still doing a work. Oh, I feel this. Now, now, now we're about to get to where I wanted to go all night. Based on these two things I've shown you, based on these two truths, I want to present something for your consideration. Inasmuch, help me, Jesus, I just had a flashback. I start reading inasmuch as, and I had this flashback that I was back in some organization trying to make a resolution here. I, help me, Jesus. Take away these flashbacks, Jesus. <laughs> Inasmuch as God allows himself to be limited by man, and inasmuch as God still does great things even while limited, I just wonder, Brother Goff, what would God have done? If he had not been limited. If he's leading them like sheep while their enemies are falling away. If he's parting waters and making them stand up like a heap. If he's dividing rocks and bringing water out. Come on somebody. If God's, and God's limited and this is what he's doing. If he's walking through Nazareth and nobody believes it. Oh, here you go. You can be healed. Oh, here's a leper. No more. You're not a leper anymore. And, and he's limited. What would happen if somebody had the faith to just take the limits off of this unlimited God and said no more boundaries, God. I'm not sticking you in the box of what I think you can do or what I think you ought to do. I'm going to let you be the God you are. I'm going to let you do the things you want to do. You're unlimited. desire that God had to perform miracles in the midst of Israel he desired it so much he wanted to do it so bad that even while they're stiff necked and rebellious and stubborn and backsliding and he gives them water out of the rock once and they come back to that very same spot and they're looking at that very same rock and they complain again. We're going to die of thirst. 
God says, I'll do it again. What would he have done if there hadn't been... You know, it's not listed in Psalm 78, but, but Moses in Deuteronomy said, I want to tell you guys something else. Forty years you've wandered in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out. Your shoes have not worn out. Lord have mercy. I mean, they're wandering for 40 years in the desert. They're wandering in the desert for 40 years. And their shoes are still good. And he did that while he was limited. Here's what I feel like God wants this church to start doing. Let's start taking the limits off. Let's start taking the limits off. Come on church. Come on church. Come on church. You've heard me tell how my pastor said to me, dream big, son. Well, your pastor's saying to you, dream big, church. Let's take the limits off of God. Let's take the limits off of God tonight. Let's let him be God. Not a boxed-in God. Not a limited God. Not a God that fits what we think ought to happen. Come on, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. We cannot even begin to put into our minds what God could do. So why don't we just quit trying to imagine it and say, God, just do it. Do it the way you want to do it. You just do it the way you see it, God. Ah, you just put it together the way you want it to be, God. I'm tired of trying to put you into my limitations. I want you to be God in this house. I want you to be God in this place. I'm not, all that, and I'm not even to the scripture that I felt so strong yet. So you're going to have to give me a few minutes, just a few, just a few. I really am, I really am getting there. I really am getting there. I, I, I told you that I'm not going to focus. I'm not going to, it's not going to be the main focus, the, the things that put these limits on God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here tonight to preach a message of rebuke and, 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 go through this list we we see it we can recognize it some of it's clear some of it's stated openly 
in Psalms, he was limited. We see it as you read through that passage because of their sin and their hard-heartedness and their backsliding. And, and uh, you know, you, you see that. It's all enumerated for you in Psalm 78. Um, that's what put limits on God. It put limits there. That was one thing. We, we saw that. And then in Nazareth, the scripture's clear that he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So obviously unbelief puts limits there. And, and I could preach on, on both of those things. They, they do indeed put limits on God. But, but, but here's, here's what I felt. And, and again, to those of you that were not here Sunday morning or didn't hear the message, I, 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 you know, I, I can't apologize. All I can do is tell you that I really felt, I felt this morning in prayer there was something else that I needed to draw out of some principles that I addressed on Sunday morning. And so bear with me for just a few more minutes, church. Now this scripture that I dealt with, Ephesians 3 and 20, I believe gives us the third thing that will limit God. And, and so let's look at it one more time. I pointed this part of the scripture out to you on Sunday morning from the other side of the coin. Now I want to, I want to look at it from this side tonight. Ephesians 3 and 20, read. Now unto him that, him that is able, able to do exceeding abundantly, abundantly above, above all that we ask, that we ask or think. think. And then I pointed out to you that this greatness, this vast power that God has, he's able to do all these things. I preached to you about just a few minutes ago. But it's all according, read, to the power, to the power that worketh in us. That worketh not in me and not in you, but the power that worketh in us, right? And I talked about on Sunday morning about us really becoming the body of Christ and that God's fullness dwells in his body and according to Ephesians still dwells in his body the church but none of us individually are the body of Christ we're only the body when we come together collectively work together in unity, then we are the body of Christ. And this power to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, this word according could be, um, I don't know if I would use the word translated, but, but, but it could be, um, it could be restated as limited to the power that worketh in us. Now that power is working in us as the body of Christ. You haven't bailed out on me. I see that we just touched magic hour, but can, can we get a little bit of an extension here tonight? This is not the scripture. I got one more scripture I want to get to close with tonight, so stay with me. Because that's what I really felt like God spoke to me about with this church. So, so stay with me here. But, but, 
when we come together in unity and we function as the body of Christ, then that power to do exceeding abundantly above is unlimited in our midst. And it can work freely among us. So if we fail to come together as a body, and if, Brother Mays, we come to church checked out, I don't check out now. If we come to church with an attitude, with an issue against a brother, against a sister, our feelings on our sleeves, worried about tomorrow, worried about bills, come to church to have fun, come to church to see that girl or that guy, our minds are scattered. If we come to church and it's worship time and we're doing something besides worship, If we come to church and it's preaching time and we're doing something besides receiving the word of God and responding to the word of God, we're not functioning as the body. And as such, we're limiting. And I'm going to tell you, this is this part of it. I did feel like the Lord spoke to me standing right over here praying. I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And it was an unusual thing that I felt like he said. But he said in those moments when people are not together and they're not functioning as the body of Christ, since they are my body, I no longer have use of my hands. They are tying my hands. I want to touch somebody. Let me, let, me, let me say something. Let me say something. Let me say something. I'm, I know we're, we've, we've been shouting, and we don't keep shouting. And I know it's COVID. Turn me in. Brother Chad will come see me. Let me tell you something. If I ask this man to get up and preach, and you got something in your heart against this man, and you don't want to listen to what he's got to say, your problem's not really with him. Your problem's with me because I put him there. And the real question is, you don't trust me. Now the devil won't let you see it that way. But the moment, and I'm not picking on Brother Albright, I'm just using him as an example. So even if he is voting for Joe Biden, I, I mean, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But listen, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. And, and the danger is great. Brother, brother Jared Hilton's grown up in this church. He's just been Jared forever. He was three years old when I came here. It's, there's a danger that you just know him so well that when he preaches, you don't listen to what he's got to say. You don't really give it the weight you ought to give it because that's just Jared. But I want to tell you, in those moments... You're tying God's hands. I really felt like God spoke this to me. You're tying that. God is wanting to do things in an unlimited way. But, but, 
And it's not just when they're preaching. If someone's up here singing, if someone's leading the service and you just don't really like them or you don't care for that song or whatever, you've got, I'm just telling you, we're tying the hands of God at that moment. When God's wanting to do something in an unlimited way, we've suddenly put limits on Him. Because we've stopped the body of Christ from doing what the mind of Christ is wanting to accomplish. I hope you're hearing me tonight. Somehow we got to get beyond all of that church where we are right now. I'm telling you, things, things have reached an explosive level in the Holy Ghost right now. I know what I'm feeling at prayer. I know what's going on in the Spirit. I've been here before. I know this territory. I've experienced this before. This is not like anything we've had in this church before. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we got to get beyond this mindset. We got to quit thinking about who is who. And we got to realize, wait a minute, I'm just an arm. I'm a hand. I got to get together with the rest of the body so I can take the limits off of God and let him start working in an unlimited way. Sunday morning's message, not because I preached it, but it's a message that should not just be enjoyed. It's one that you ought to have stored somewhere. And ever so often, go back and listen to it and remind yourself when you start getting discouraged. Or you start getting frustrated with somebody. Go back and listen and remind yourself, wait a minute. This is not about me. I'm part of a body. And I'm telling you, whatever, and you may have issues. But if you'll be a part of the body, this body is an amazing thing that God created. I'm talking in the natural sense. It's an amazing thing. You know, I, I and I know I've got to hurry, but... Some of you know, some of you don't know. I've, I've got a liver condition that, that I've battled. I guess, all, I, I guess it's been there all my life. I don't know. But, but I didn't know it until I got into my mid to late 20s and, and found out that my liver um, treats fat the way the normal liver treats alcohol. And, and I actually, in my late 20s, started developing cirrhosis. And I've never drunk alcohol. I, I, it was strictly from being overweight. And, and I had, my liver was scarred. It was diseased. It, I was in bad shape in my late 20s. And you know, I mean, that's a major deal. Your liver's bad. You're in bad shape. And, but the amazing thing was, I lost weight, went back, they checked, and the liver just healed itself. I mean, perfectly fine. God created these bodies in an amazing way. And this is what I'm telling you. You get all these little issues. You get all these things that are bothering you. And they're real. They're there. But if you'll stay connected to the body, the body will heal itself. Come on, somebody. Get a revelation tonight. It's when you separate yourself from the body, you can't ever heal. But if you'll stay connected to the body... It will heal itself. Now, 
Look, you don't, I, don't, I don't have to spend my life saying, oh, my liver, my liver, my liver. What am I going to do about my liver? Here's what I need to do. I need to just do what's right. I just need to do what's right. And if I'll do what's right, the body will take care of itself. Brother Nelson came in the office, and I may be stealing his message, but if so, you stole my scripture tonight, so fair is fair. He was talking to me about having listened to the message, and he said, you know, this is the thing about it. He said, he said it, the, the, the scripture talks about that which every joint supplieth, and, you know, the, the whole the blood flow that's coming. And he said, here's what happens. He said, the devil likes to put blood clots in there so that the blood doesn't get to flow to where it needs to go. So the devil likes to put things in here between this saint and that saint. It's a blood clot. And blood clots will kill you. So don't let them get there. Hallelujah. Now, i got to hurry and close. I just feel this so strong. I'm, I'm still, this is not a message of rebuke. I'm trying to help us get a real revelation tonight of what's going on around here. I'm telling you, we are so much further down the road than we were two months ago. We are so much further down the road than really we have been in 24 years. There's something on the precipice right now that we can't even imagine. And I'm just telling you, it's time to take the limits off of God Whatever those limits are, if those limits are issues with our brothers and sisters, if those limits are our, pre- those limits are our preconceived notions uh, about a preacher or a singer or whatever, let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. Let's let the body take care of itself. Because there's still a head connected to this body. And the head is Jesus Christ. And he knows how to take care of his body. All right, all right, all right. So, so I got to close. I got to close. Musicians come and remind me I'm closing. Um, now, the scripture that I felt this morning. Scripture that I felt this morning. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Oh, I love this. Isaiah 43 and verse number 13. Isaiah 43 and verse 13. Oh, I love this. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43 and 13. That was a good way to say it, 13. Try that again, huh? Isaiah 43, 13. Yea, before the day was. I think I spent too much time around my brother and sister-in-law from Texas. And they, you know, kind of, kind of, I kind of caught their accent a little bit. Uh, Isaiah 43, 13. All right, read. Yea, before the day was, I am he. Look, look, listen to what he's saying. Please listen to it. Don't try to read ahead of him. Just, just listen to what he's saying. Before the day was. Before there was a sun and moon. Before anything existed. I am he. And? And there is none, none that, can deliver that can deliver out of my hand. Now, I, and I know, I know the interpretation here, but I want to make an application because I feel like God made one in my heart. 
So, so listen. Read. I will work. I will work. And who, and who shall let it? Shall let it. And when I, I felt this so strong in prayer. Right over here. Felt it so strong in prayer. I went and looked it up. And I found that many other translations. This last phrase, I will work. And who shall let it? It says, I will work and who shall hinder it? Now, I know what he's talking about here, and I understand. But the application that God put into my heart was this, to the truth church. God's already got a plan. God wants to work. God wants to work in an unlimited way. But the question he's asking us, are you going to hinder it? Are you going to put limits on me? Are you going to tie my hands? Or will you just join up with the body and let's work together and let's see what gets accomplished? Now look, I love that picture of that building out there I love to go by and remind myself from time to time there's a day coming we're going to fill that up but I'm standing here tonight saying God I don't want you to think that I believe that's our stopping place oh help us Jesus that was pathetic. What, what's the problem? Do you not see the crowd tonight? Do you not see how packed these pews are tonight? Do you not see all the visitors that are here tonight? Do you not see all the people that are sitting here that need the Holy Ghost? Do you not see the tears that are streaming down their cheeks tonight? I do. Do you not see the backsliders that couldn't even get out of their car because they were trying to clean the tears away? You don't see them tonight? I do. You don't hear that noise coming from the altars? You don't hear people repenting of their sins? I do. You don't hear the water splashing? Yeah, do it right. Do it right. In the name of Jesus Christ, that's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, one of you other young ministers that are just getting started, you, you get the talent. Now, you baptize the next one because I know he's getting tired. That's about 20 or so he's done already. It's time for the next one to step up and do Oh, you're crazy, preacher. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just taking some limits off. That's all I'm doing. This God that I serve calleth those things that are not as though they were.
I'm preaching to you about an unlimited God. I'm just kind of trying to join in with what little bit of Spanish I know when this thing becomes a Spanish congregation right here in this in this building. That's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to fit in tonight, Brother Jared, when, when this place is packed to overflowing with people that can't speak English and we've got a preacher in here preaching to them and I don't know enough Spanish to get by but I do know in el nombre de Jesucristo that I know and I, I, I can't wait Brother Mason I'm, I'm just fitting in with the crowd that's already here you say I don't see them you don't have to God does and my God's unlimited and this building's not big enough for what he's going to send but it's a good starting place. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching about an unlimited God. Let's take the limits off of Him tonight. Let's take the limits off of Him tonight. I, I would not embarrass anyone, and so I did not ask for permission. Therefore, I will not reveal an identity. This church has heard me of late make the statement. Tears streaming down my cheeks in God. I don't understand kind of promises that you've made why you would choose me to make those kinds of promises when I'm not worthy there are so many others that you could have made those promises to someone came to me just recently someone in this church Lord spoke to me. He didn't say these exact words, but basically with an answer to that question. He said, it's not about whether you're worthy. It's about what you believe. You're willing to believe in those promises. Yes, God, I am. Yes, God, I do. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's beyond your reach. I don't think it's far-fetched to stand here as we are tonight and talk about building bigger and filling it up and having to do something else. I believe God and I don't have any limits on the God I serve I'm sorry if 
no, I'm not sorry. But if that bothers you, then that's your problem. But there are no limits on the God I serve. He's not bound even by what I've read in the book of Acts. You hear me? He saved 3,000 in a day. He saved 5,000 in a day. But those are not his limits. He's an unlimited God. Let's stand and lift our hands to him tonight. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Is there anybody else in this congregation? I know the hour's late, but is there anybody else in this congregation that's willing to just take the limits off of God tonight? God, I'm going to let you out of this box I've had you in all these years. I'm going to let you out of these forms that I've tried to put around you. You don't have to fit the mold that I tried to build, God. You just take your liberty. You're God. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You just do it the way you want to. It doesn't have to be according to my plan. My plans don't mean anything. You just do what you want to do. Do it the way you want to do it. Do it the size you want to do it.